the Podfix Network. Hello and welcome to episode 240 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very very humble opinion. I am Giles Alderson and I am in my hotel room in Grimsby where we are just about to start week two of the feature film Three Day Millionaire. I will fill you in on all the goings on on that film very soon but I'm very tired and we have an early start tomorrow so I'm just going to dive straight in with this week's episode with Orlando Pedragosa. Myself and Ian Sharp sit down with Orlando to chat all about funding movies and how you can do it too through nfts through blockchain and through cryptocurrency orlando pedragosa is the co-founder of babiaka films and he's the chief production officer of filmio and filmio if you don't know is a place where fans and rights holders of their films can upload which minimizes the barriers to getting your indie film or your short out there into the world Orlando has been involved in numerous high-profile films such as Cold Skin, Goya's Ghosts and A Good Woman and he's worked for international productions providing production services for directors such as Steven Spielberg, Ridley Scott, David Lean and he's worked on classics such as James Bond, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade and Black Mirror on Netflix. We chatted all about how Orlando got into filmmaking, how we met Arnold Schwarzenegger, how he went from associate producer to exec producer and NFTs, non-fungible tokens. We talk deeply about what they are and what blockchain is and cryptocurrency and how it can help you, lovely listeners, as filmmakers. We also dive into the finance side, how you sell to buyers, sales agents, what MGs are, how you deal with banks and completion bonds. It is a masterclass in everything you need to know about crypto, about NFTs, and about financing your film. Before we get to that, we have a shout out to uh, Lindsay Fraser. She's fantastic and a good friend of mine, wonderful actress and producer. And her latest film, Liverpool Ferry, has just been released on Omleto. Uh, Omleto is a really cool cool site uh, where you can watch some really cool short films the link is in the show notes i would suggest watching this film it shows you how short should be done it's brilliant uh, check out the link it's free uh, shout out to you Lindsay, and do your follower and support in any way you can also um join us on patreon why not we have some new bonus material on there for you even more amazing insights and facts about how you can go make your films so why not come and support this podcast even more why not come learn even more? Let's get to it. This is our episode of the Filmmakers Podcast with myself and the wonderful Ian Sharp with our guest, Orlando Pedragosa. Enjoy. Orlando, how are you doing? So nice to meet you. Very nice meeting you too. I'm actually in, in La Rochelle, in the north of uh, France. Have you been developing stuff while you're there? Been working on stuff, projects, etc. We've got on at the moment actually some international services, you know, for HBO and and, uh, and, and Fox. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but uh, no, but at the same time, you know, I think Filmio is giving me a lot of work, you know, because uh, a lot of opportunities, you know. Well, let's talk about Filmio first, then, since you bring it. Why not? Let's let's dive straight into this brilliant platform. Uh, you you set this up, right? Oh, you're vice president anyway. But did you set this up as 
like with the team to start up a new platform. Talk us through Filmio for us for our listeners who don't know. Sure, sure. You know, Filmio basically is a platform, a decentralized platform, which brings in investors, creators, and fans together. So basically, what happens is that fans, you know, come into the platform and validate the projects that should be financed or produced, or like in, in, a, in a tokenized ecosystem, you know, where you know they get rewarded, you know, for basically working and. Very- and, and 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 so on. At the same time, you know what there is is um you know there'll be a bunch of tools, you know, like a suite of tools from third parties, you know, where you can schedule, where you can um you know budget, you know, and then obviously access, you know, what everybody wants, you know, in filmmaking, you know, mm. to get the projects financed, you know. Mm, so, mm. so that's what and film is. Yeah, that's great. I mean, so I mean, so basically, you're trying to create an entire ecosystem from concept to to distribution. But completely decentralized. Am I right in saying then the only the only ownership is with the rights holders and the fans? Is is that correct? I mean, you know, what what usually happens in blockchain is that you tend to say, okay, well, now I'm the producer, I make the project, and I sell it, you know, straight you know to the streamer or to the viewer. You know, having said this, you know, lots of projects, you know, especially from from emerging talent, you know, have got great difficulties in getting made, and uh, we, we want to sort of minimize, you know, these areas at the same time, you know. Um, give them access, you know, to finance, you know, by you know, giving, giving them tools, you know, return, you know, return on investment tools, you know, and data basically, you know, so that uh, they can de-risk the investors that invest in these projects. I've been in crypto now for, oh God, um, 2017. That's when there was a, a bit of a bubble and then, and then it popped and, and then it started to build up again. But already then, you know, the, 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 the NFTs and various other, other mechanisms of, of generating ownership for everyone, you know, um, the ownership economy for, for decentralized. Uh, I know I'm using big words here and I can explain it a bit further if anyone wants to know that, but like it basically it's just an open market and, uh, it takes away all gatekeepers and, uh, for the plat for whatever platform that works and hopefully it's, it's Filmio, then it's, it, it, it is potentially a, a game changer for the entire f- film ecosystem. So, uh, I wish you good luck. Do you have any, uh, any films that you, uh, that have already gone from concept to delivery, uh, uh, that you could talk about? Right. Yeah. So there's, there's one, um, there's, there's this one film which is in the platform, um, but currently, you know, currently we're working on the first few films. So um, one of them being, you know, one directed by Polakov called Speak Sunlight, okay. which is an adaptation of a novel by Alan Jolie. Uh, it was a bestseller. Mm-hmm. So we are basically currently in, in private beta yeah. and um, we're launching, you know, um, within the next uh, 60 to 90 yeah. days, basically. That's when, you know, um, things will really start to happen. At the moment, you know, we are testing, you know, all the you know, tech. Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe we should talk about NFTs, blockchain, and cryptocurrency. For those who don't know, in the filmmaking world, it is a new thing, and but it is seeming to make a big difference. People are talking about it in a big way. Even my uh, son, who's who's 18, 19, he's going, yeah, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Of course, why would you not do filmmaking that way as well? And it's like, okay, people seem to know about this now. So let's jump straight into what it all is, and then let's jump into the platform and how people can get on there, how uh, films get made this way. It'd be really interesting to know. So I suppose let's talk first of all about well, cryptocurrency, for instance. Let's just it, just give an overview of that, uh, Orlando, Ian, between you, uh, about what it is so that our listeners totally understand it. I think at the end of the day, you know, crypto is, um, you know, like a decentralized ledger, you know, where all the information is stored and, and in essence, you know, the different nodes validating the transactions. So, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, good way 
of uh, providing an immutable and transparent way of uh, transmitting in, in, uh, information and and value, basically. In filmmaking, you know, it's um, is obviously very interesting, you know, from the point of you know, uh, rights management and protection, right? Because at the end of the day, you can only, you know, let's say, you know, you're you know, a producer and you uh, license the film, you know, to a distributor you know, in, the, in the Balkans, you know, uh, Serbia, for instance. You know that you've already licensed that, that you know, the transaction has been validated by the nodes, you know, and you license the film to that distributor, but you won't be able to do it again, right? To a different distributor, right? So in essence, you know, it kind of protects, you know, pretty much everybody involved in the filmmaking process, you know, you know there's no room you know, for fraud, really. In terms of finance, right? I mean, I think now, you know, you realize that, you know, lots of people got crypto assets, you know, and these are from, you know, Bitcoins, you know, to all the million, well, the thousands of other coins that are there. They don't want to get rid of those crypto assets, right? So, you know, so what, what happens is that, you know, what they, what they tend to do with this, right? They tend to stake it as collateral, and use it, you know, to yield, you know, further income, right? And basically, that's what we're doing with them. You know, you will be able to upload a project, right? The our fans will validate it. You know, we've got an algorithmic um, expression which is called the ghost call. Okay, the film, you know, goes into the green lighting and funding process, right, autonomously. When that happens, you know, we either fund it or third parties funded by staking the crypto and, and basically. When you stake the crypto, you obtain a loan, which you then delegate onto, you know, the uh, the production. But like I say, you know, the the possibilities are immense, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, crypto is all, you know, uh, programmatic, right? You know, smart contracts, you know, kind of regulate everything, right? So you can basically, you know, program it, you know, whichever way you want. It's quite, you know, phenomenal actually. Sometimes it's a bit overwhelming, you know, because you know you kind of you know, try and concentrate on on doing something with it. It's technology, but you know, you you kind of you know have to concentrate on giving the right tools you know and obviously launching you know the right tools yes and it can be overwhelming you're absolutely right i think it, it frightens a lot of filmmakers and i think that's what we wanted to do today is to try and debunk that a little bit and sort of go look it's not that frightening just get your head around it in this way um ian just from your side Andrew, would you you say the same with the cryptocurrency that's where do you feel we've explained it enough for dimmies like me it's something that once the penny drops it be it's it's really quite straightforward to get your head around but to explain it if you don't put the time in so i'd recommend our listeners just spend five minutes kind of on a youtube video or whatever researching what crypto cryptography is it kind of then probably make our lives a lot easier because when you start saying nodes and 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 algorithms and 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 peer-to-peer -peer networks etc it, it, i get it can be quite confusing but really it's about transparency and and in a way kind of getting rid of the, the 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 middle ground so blockchain in general so for example you know most of the people in most people in, in the world don't have a bank account right um and you know they go to these kind of western union money transfers or whatever and they've made you know these migrant workers or whatever they've, they've earned hundred dollars and then they send this this currency over to their family in in you know i don't know india or, or wherever and these western unions whatever can take up to 30 percent of that so that's 30 dollars out of their mm. you know for for it for a very simple transaction that takes seconds. Well, with cryptography, it basically, that takes away the Western Union transfer or whatever. They can literally, as long as someone on the other end of the world or wherever they're sending their money to or data or, or film or project or IP, whatever, they can send it 
instant for like a fraction, like 0.00001% or whatever, you know, on the dollar. So, you know, you're saving a huge amount of, of resource and time and, and and costs or whatever. And that's the same with like a film. It's just digits and ones and zeros and, and whatnot, right? And you're sending it you're, that information all around the world, that film all around the world. And, and you can track where it's being watched. You know, you can start collecting revenue from literally, you know, you're not waiting for cost reports and, and every three months and six months, if you're lucky, by the way, you know, you literally, it's instant. You can see it there and then. Oh, someone's just watched it there. Someone's just watched it there. Someone's just watched it. You know, so imagine that like by a hundred thousand times, that's, and that money's going straight into the rights holders, uh, you know, bank account, you know, um, then going through three months, six months, three years, whatever it takes to to, to get your, your, your fund back. So if you're an investor like myself, that's really attractive. So it's not just money, it's data, it's value, like Orlando's already touched on. It's the, it's so endless what you can do with the technology, but I appreciate, you know, it's new. And although it's been around since 2009 now, whatever, it's still, you know, it's a lot to understand, but I promise you like, uh, film people or whatever, it will be relevant in our industry. It already is. The fact that we're having this conversation with, you know, a really, you know, established filmmaker, it just goes to show that, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, it might not be tomorrow or whatever. It might be the next 10 years, but it's something like, it's all about ownership, right? And that's what cryptography does. It takes away that kind of like that third party. It's interesting what you make about, you know, basically paying out, you know, seeds, you know, of a film, you know, immediately, you know, and transparently and, and so on. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool for an investor, obviously. Um, you know, you're able to collect like that, but you're also able to see where the money is being used for, you know? And, so. and that's great. And what Filmio, which, you know, uh, looking at, at the platform is you're collecting that data. So say, for example, Giles, you know your film randomly is being watched in South Korea a lot. You can then really put a marketing spend behind South Korea. So you can really push it in a particular territory. Again, all this information you don't get access to as a filmmaker. You just give it to your sales agent or give it to your distributor and hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, you make a bit of money. Whereas mm. if you can actually see it and you go, wow, look, it's just had 100,000 downloads in South Korea or whatever, let's throw another bit of marketing spend there. Suddenly, you know, it just, the possibilities are, and so then when you're raising finance, say you want to do a sequel, you go to an investor and go, look, well, we made this film for this and it really hit South Korea, it really hit Norway, it really hit China or whatever. You can then uh, raise finance potentially on future revenue. So again, th that financial kind of ecosystem has, has dramatically changed because as an investor, you've got access to the information there and then you can see the data and again that's something that as a filmmaker you don't get you just don't get so uh, it's really attractive it's really exciting so I can see how it would be attractive let's say I mean are people paying in cryptocurrency for it and in their returns do they get back cryptocurrency Orlando how does that work people can pay in any uh, currency whether crypto or fiat um, at the end of the day you know as, as long as you know you can you've got the means you know to convert it, you know, to, to, to crypto and then convert it back to fiat. I don't think that's an issue anymore. I think we're going to be providing that kind of service. So that's not an issue. And you say fiat, just to confirm what that fiat. is. Fiat. Fiat, fiat. Yeah, fiat is like dollar and euro. Uh, which means human, like as in... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, cash. <laughs> that's a good, good way of putting put it. Learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay, so it is absolutely fascinating. I do find all this really interesting. How easy is it to speak to investors about like say Ian yourself you're going oh no this is great you know I would definitely I want to do this route and I, you are doing this route Orlando for you is it a case of do you have to pitch to investors on stuff like this and when someone's got their film project there 
how do they how do they put their money in? is it easier to say oh just turn it into crypto is that an easier sell now or not well you know i think i think i think they're all, you know coming to understand the technology for instance i mean you know, I, I can just give you the example of you know the current film we're raising the money for which is you know this movie speak sunlight and mm-hmm. um and basically you know so we we, we spoke to um you know wealth manager there in the us and you know he was you know basically it's a four million you know euro project you know, pretty much and um, you know we ask basically you know the wealth manager to put up a collateral on behalf of the producers 1 million right and then we are able to obtain a delegated loan um, from uh, crypto investors you know to the tune of 2 million so basically we're doubling the money right I think it, it is complicated luckily you know I, do, I don't have to do you know talk you know the crypto investment process and the you know like I say you know the staking and stuff you know we, we got somebody in the company well executive chairman actually um, um, Brian Hertz you know who's actually very very learned on the, on the subject matter like I say you know once you know people adopt you know this system you know they'll they'll, they'll come to understand it and it'd be much easier um, but yeah it's mm-hmm. not it's not as straightforward it's it's definitely getting more and more popular i mean it's it's you look on t- just twitter trends that it's always either bitcoin or ethereum or or, or or whatnot elon musk you know dogecoin or whatever um so so clearly in the, in the public awareness the consciousness the crypto and um uh, is definitely becoming more and more mainstream but Adoption is a different thing. Uh, we're still very, 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 very early. If Filmio breaks through and it, it's the pioneer in that space, then it could be potentially absolutely a game changer uh, in that sense. So it's worth the risk, you know, it's worth... Uh, and the fact that as well, what's really smart about Filmio is, is from what I've gathered, is you're, you're validating the project with the fans to begin with. You know, if, if, if the project isn't getting any traction from the fans already, it's it's like crowdfunding, right? If, if if someone's not interested in it, they're not. it's not going to get made anyway. So that's really clever. Or if it does, it won't be as successful because already there's not that much demand for it. Obviously, you've got to get it in front of the right people. But, but just going to the point of like investors in the small amount of time, it might seem like a lot, but 2017 wasn't that long ago. Um, you know, when I was talking about crypto and Bitcoin or whatever, going to the festivals or, or wherever, I was laughed at. Like literally it was like, yeah, you're an idiot. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Now, literally I've got friends who are, you know, high net worths and have done very well in, in completely different industries. And they're all involved in crypto. It, it's getting there, it, 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 but it's still, yeah, a, a long way to go yet, for sure. Yeah, no, but you know, what, what you mentioned before about you know, having that microscopic view of, you know, your clientele, your viewers and so on, you know, on a worldwide basis and, and, and um, it's incredible on a global basis. And, and in fact, yes, you know, we're doing the same, you know, as you mentioned, you know, in terms of uh, very early on, you know, we're basically underlying, you know, what the potential project is, right? You know, and, and, and once you got that, you know, we're also validating it, you know, with data and our artificial intelligence, you know, in order to at least you know make a you know, intelligent guess you know what that project you know could 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 mean could be valued at i mean i, I think all this is very important you know especially for independent you know which you know as you know you know we always done films and uh, seeing you know how the wind blows and now you know nowadays you know you've got so much information you know you can leverage you know it is important for indie filmmakers to leverage their film they must understand what market they're going in for and what their film is and who they're selling to anyway something we talk about in the podcast a lot it's very important who is your audience now what you guys are doing and what's moving forward in the industry is well we kind of can find that audience or we know who we're tapping into and like as ian said before you can then monetize that area to make more money and those people really want to see that film so it's good it's win-win all around let's talk about how someone would get their project on filmio how does it work how do they you know because people now be going oh i'm really interested in this this sounds interesting 
How do they go about it? Basically, you know, they just go and create the credentials, you know, um, and then start to upload the project, you know. And basically, the initial materials that need to be uploaded are, are very basic, you know, which is just a lookbook, you know, and not much else, you know, some, you know, some obviously, you know, poster and, 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 and a little else. So what, once once the project is uploaded, it's, it's validated to make to ensure, you know, that you know, that's, it's not pornographic or it's not, um, you know, it doesn't promote hate speech and stuff like that because obviously, you know, that's very important. And um, and and thereafter, basically, what happens is that fans, you know, start to view it, to review it, to share it, you know, um, in the social media. The algorithm then calculates, you know, um, the ghost score based on this sharing and this reviewing and, and, and so on. Um, fans are basically uh, enticed, you know, to share the project and to work in the project and, and, and further the project, you know, through what we call is fan engagement tasks, which basically is, is a, a gamified system, you know, for, for them to earn tokens. Should the go score unblock, then you can go into a, a, a funding pool. So, you know, we'll, we'll have some funds, you know, to, to, to finance those projects. And at the same time, you know, they can raise, you know, a, a finance, you know, independently through, you know, traditional sources and through, you know, our crypto investment community and so on. But, you know, the, what we working uh, towards really i mean is um, basically you know you drag and drop you know the basic text you know of a project mm-hmm. that the um, ai system you know uh, extracts all the valued you know information all the genes you know of that project you know yeah. creates a, a project page automatically right mm-hmm. and and then we go you know it, the artificial intelligence also you know creates you know like um you know like a, like a deck you know for the, for the project and then obviously you know it goes again you know into that go score and, and green lighting process you know i mentioned before mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's you know what we're trying to do is kind of remove all the friction towards move making so in essence you know let's say you know you're like a newcomer to the industry you don't know certain things you know you don't know how to schedule or you don't know who can schedule for you or budget and so on right you know we, we mm-hmm. try we what well, we going to do we're going to put together all those tools you know to enable you to do that without having that knowledge or knowing those people wow yeah i think i I mean that it does sound fascinating it also sounds you know you're kind of like great why aren't we all putting our projects on there how does it work for you guys in terms of it it is do you guys come on as producers do you guys come on as you know execs how does it work in terms of you know what the benefits for you guys as well well yeah so for babeka films basically i mean we've already received you know a number of you know opportunities you know which we are currently uh, looking into in fact mm-hmm. we're making some offers you know to co-finance co-produce you know to extend to obviously they've been shot in in spain but yeah. you know at the end of the day this is a platform for or producers, so you know, I'm kind of competing against you know all other you know producers. So you know, it's really a matter of you know who gets there first. You know, sees the project on 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 the platform and grabs it. You know, and makes a deal basically. You know, it's all about you know opportunity really. And his budget, something like you mentioned earlier, sometimes a man don't know how to schedule a budget. Filmmakers, and you can help them with that. But does it help if they have more information? Does it help if they do have a a director's reel of the film? You know, like a rip reel, and if they have mood boards and if they have storyboards and if they have budgets certainly certainly you know the more information you have the project you know the, the more there is presented you know it's, it's got better chances you know and, and ultimately you know people are going to you know become you know aware you know that you know this is the case right the, the project being financed other projects you know that uh, better package you know as such and you know they get better and uh, you know but you know the, the 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 main thing is that you know they'll find the resources you know in film and that, you know, they can be presenting something as well, you know, and teaming up with more experienced producers as well, 
mm-hmm. in order to make that project a reality. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are. You know, you could be a young, you know, guy. You know, that mm-hmm. does, you know. and I was listening to to a podcast of yours, you know, with Mark Antonio, right? He's saying yeah. that you know he went he didn't do A levels and he you know he, he went straight into filmmaking, right? Uh, worked for Ridley Scott, you know, which we've done a few films yeah, with. A runner. Yeah, <laughs> so I can imagine how that was. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> had film you been you know there at the time, you know, he could have probably made a project, you know, much earlier on, right? So you know, mm-hmm. that's 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 the that's the thing. So with with the audience, then you've made the film. Will it just be available for Filmio's audience, or will it be accessible on other platforms, or is it only exclusive to, to Filmio? Well, no. In terms of the the, the projects, you will be able to um, somehow share the information in Filmio with the audience worldwide. Right. Um, anyway, in any other platform um, and so on. And, you know, in order to vote and earn rewards, you know, yes, you do have to be in, in, in film your. But you know, who knows? You know, because you know, at the end of the day, with this kind of technology, and it's very, you can very easily kind of integrate into you know third party solutions and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll see how you know things um, you know pan out. Will you be working with uh, existing kind of traditional sales agents, distributors who have got a, a backlog of, of library titles and and saying, look, you know. You know, because a lot of these films have not maybe sold in all territories around the world, so a lot of them are available. I'll just sat on the shelf getting pirated. Um, e- even uh, would you consider working with them, or are, are you working with them to kind of take this backlog of, of of films already, put them on the platform, and start monetizing straight away? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. You know, that's that's also you know available through through film. But you know, they're all they're all already out there. You know, quite very good solutions. You know, in blockchain. You know, like Bulu, yeah. for instance. You know, I think you know we're, we're more kind of in the um, more than this side, you know, we're more in kind of the uh, development, production, yeah. finance, you know, side. Okay. So yeah, sure. You know, should we partner? Yeah, we, we, we can partner with anybody, right? Yeah. The other day, he's, he's trying to squeeze the most value out of any given project and give the opportunity or the best opportunity to have a filmmaker. Really. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, you know, the high level thing, you know, about film, yeah. Very nice. That's good. And just to, to confirm, because I'm still slightly unsure in terms of the blockchain, the difference between crypto and blockchain for me is still quite confusing. I'm still a little bit like, uh, can you just get my head around it. Blockchain is the technology. It's like it's it's blocks of information that are, are consistently being validated by nodes, which is basically thousands and millions of computers around the world that are validating that transaction. And it, it, it's put on a, a chain of information and it's just, it's continuous and it's always there transparent. You can go back and see it forever. You can't mess with it. You can't tamper with it or whatever. It's just a chain of, it's a ledger you know, of information. Crypto is the mathematical kind of like framework, but basically, yeah, that, I mean, that's, there's a ter- the, the terminology there, but like Bitcoin is obviously Ethereum and, and, and some of these other more mainstream coins there. You know, they're known as crypto, but blockchain is really the protocol behind it all. Got you. Okay, that makes more sense to me now. Well, it's a little bit like chain of title in a way. And let's say you've you've taken your film and you've got the chain of title, as you should all do, screenwriter, producers out there, is have your own chain of title. So when you then do partner with someone else, that chain of title is there forever. So you might go work with, let's make up Ridley Scott for a minute, and they go, no, we don't want it anymore. Uh, and then you go work with someone else. Now, that chain of title will constantly be now with Ridley Scott back to you now with whoever else back to you is it a bit like that with blockchain is it a bit like all the information is stored in a certain area in a smart contract yeah yeah in a contract and then it just keeps growing as it evolves it's updated constantly right you okay. know, as, 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 as right. you know like like i say you know as, as you license or you sign you know the rights you know to, to one another basically that information is updated on on the next block of of uh, in the blockchain you know you always have you know a view of what's going on you know who's got the rights mm-hmm. 
Amazing. Well, let's talk about NFTs. Just so that people can uh, understand, it'd be really nice for people to go, okay, what are they? How does it work in terms of the filmmaking world? Because I think it's a great thing. I think it's a really fun sort of, uh, uh, you know, the fact that you can take a, a piece of film footage, you know, an outtake of something, and someone can own that virtually. And I think that's really interesting. Let's sort of give a little bit more background to it, though, if you don't mind, Orlando, about what NFTs are and how they can help filmmakers. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, the, be the best way I, I usually explain this is basically by saying that, you know, non-fungible tokens basically getting, you know, creating a limited print, you know, of your work, right? And mm -hmm. uh, and as such, you know, it's all on blockchain, right? So, you know, let's say in relation to film, right? And you've got a film, you know, you could actually sell it, you know, through an NFT, which basically, you know, all the delivery materials, you know, in a, and, and, and contracts could in essence be in a, in a digital form, okay, which when, you know, sold, you know, um, um, whether territorially or through, you know, by, by fragmenting, you know, the rights and so on, it's all registered on the on the blockchain, right? You've got proof, you know, there that, you know, you've got the rights, basically. This has been used a lot, you know, with the rare, you know, art, and, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Epicash. Mm -hmm. You know, but basically what you can do in non-fungible tokens also, you know, obviously let's say that you are raising money for a film mm -hmm. and, you know, in order to attract, you know, potential investors, you know, uh, to the, to the film, you, you want to create a you know, certain artwork and, uh, and certain rights um, or services or to do things, you know, within that film, let's say uh, you want to give your fans, you know, the ability to decide on, you know, what the name of the characters in the film. Okay. Well, um, you know, you could, in essence, you know, um, be allowing, you know, all these uh, fans, you know, to contribute, you know, to, to the project through non-fungible tokens. Yeah. Just to just add to that, guys. So, uh, you know, fungible. So, for example, a, a dollar is fungible. You know, a dollar to me is worth a dollar to you, Giles. Um, whereas something, uh, you know, in like cryptography, a, a, a Satoshi, a piece of uh, Bitcoin, uh, you know, uh, one Satoshi is worth one Satoshi in, in China or US or whatever. Whereas with non-fungible, it's the value is derived by by the buyer so you know there was a piece of artwork i think went, went for something like 60 million dollars uh, through christie's i think it was I'm, I'm not sure the artist but like that was a piece of digital art a one-off um which somebody thought was was a value of of, of 60 um, uh, million dollars and, and what's really exciting about what orlando's touched on again the, the whole crypto space is 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 and you'll hear this a lot ownership economy so people like to own cool shit <laughs> like and 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 something like that which is a one-off piece it is amazing and you can say to your friends look what i've got it's a digital print of like the original rocky poster or or or, or maybe orlando's new movies where they've got like a, a digital poster of, uh, or, or piece of artwork or or a script or, or whatever it's it's a one-off that you can um but the good thing is to say if if that individual wants to kind of like sell it on or or, or someone you know um reprints or whatever then the original ip holder who created that piece of uh, property uh, will, will, can can be compensated, you know, forever. So imagine, you know, uh, you you have the the original poster of, say, I don't know, whatever movie's next, um, and someone goes, oh, I really want a, a, a print of that. You can go on a platform and buy number two, number three, number four, number a million, number. And so if you if, if you're the designer of that piece of artwork or you're the filmmaker of that piece of content, I think Kings of Leon did an album not that long ago. You're receiving revenue for that 
uh, piece of uh, material forever, as long as there's a demand for it. So that's just really cool. So, but people, we want to have a one-off thing. We want to be the original owner of this, or hence that's why we buy artwork. That's just the red dot or whatever we want, because we say, oh, look what we've got. We're, we've got access to, you know, to that. We want to be collectors, don't we? I mean, you know, yeah. we want to be part of something and, um, and, and basically just, you know, making people part of, of something or owning something like you, like you mentioned, which is really cool. I mean, yeah, another example is the NBA top shots, right? You know, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. You know, owning those, you know, epic moments, you know, of, um, you know, like a slump dunk or something. That's mm. really cool. Yeah. So you'd own that footage and no one else could then use it without your say so. Is that right? So let's say I got an outtake of Marilyn Monroe from Some Like It Hot. It's now digital print. That I obviously that was shot on film, so it, uh, let's say they digitized it. But anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I own that now. If anyone wants to play that, do they have to pay me? They go through me because so there's obviously other copies. Yeah, correct. Right. You, you own it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But obviously, it needs to you know clearly set out. Obviously, you know what you don't want to do in a film is you know once you've sold that piece, you know not to be able to sort of um, synchronize it you know with the film. Obviously, of course, yeah, it has to be an outtake for sure. <laughs> yeah, you won't want your real film because now you don't own a piece of your own film, which is you know kind of what investors are, I suppose. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 it could happen. But how did you get into all this then, Orlando? Let's jump back a little bit about you because you have produced some great movies, you know, over your time as well. And Paramedic is brilliant. You know, it's really cool. You exec produced that Cold Skin in 2017. Um, you know, you, you've, you've really been around the business and, and you mentioned there you were in the UK for a while. Maybe that's when you did Mr. Nice. But maybe you could talk to us about your career and what got you into filmmaking and which will lead us on to film. Yeah, sure. You know, when I was 13, I went to boarding school in the UK and um, uh, in Oxford and I spent there, obviously, five years uh, then I went on to university in London and from there I went on to work for um, you know film financing company called Future Film Group we used to do like mm, Future yes yes and then Future okay great selling selling these backs left right and centre you know it's a mm. quite, quite cool moment actually because you know it's um, quite a novel way of um, you know financing movies how did you obviously to jump into film and jump into that side of things is, is not easy. And people kind of go, oh, how did you do that? Was it, you know, did you pitch for it? Was it just because that's always the interesting bit sometimes? Yeah, no, I had a friend at the time that introduced me, you know, to people. And um, because, you know, um, prior to that, I, I, I worked in um, a film called The Reckoning. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, in the art department, you know, and uh, as a runner, you know, basically my, 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 my family is in the film industry. My, my, my grandfather was a... A producer, you know, he was um, a producer with Apple Films. You know, he set up Apple Films, oh, and wow. he did he did uh, films like Cuba and um, you know uh, Robin and Mary, and you know, good friends with did Sean Connery. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, um, cool. and, then, and then my mother became a producer. So, uh, and, uh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and my uncle is a is a DOP. You know, he, he's done kind of James Bonds and stuff. And um, my from the Spanish side, my my father is a stunt coordinator. You know, he did Mission and Conan and, and uh, worked in oh, Rambo. Oh, which is, which was when you met uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yes. yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you know it, it was um, at the time um, he did Conan. Yeah, that's right. Mm. How was that? Must have been amazing. How old were you when you met Arnold Schwarzenegger? I was uh, thirteen, something like that. I must have been. <laughs> that must have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, big guy, big guy. You know, big friendly guy. Big yeah, friendly, big friendly guy. guy. Yeah, really yeah. guy. Actually, he likes horse riding a lot. And obviously, my, my my father, you know, well known for you know horse stunts, basically. You know, like right. all, all these kind of uh, Western films and stuff, and he used to do them. Nice. And that, I suppose that got you into saying, look, I, I kind of want to do this world as well. I kind of got sucked in. I kind of got sucked in. Yes, it does. 
Because, yeah. you know, I, had, I had to earn some money. So, you know, I was the, you know, the, the obvious way, you know, to go in is, you know, uh, work as a runner. Um, yeah. And from there, do you, like say, talk us through the next steps of going from being a runner uh, to actually, you know, suddenly working for future? What was the jump? I was studying law at the at the time. Then I went on to you know film finance. And I was working there for for the film finance inside of Future Film, and uh, I had quite got a you know extensive knowledge in you know co-productions, international co-productions, and so on. So, so I helped out a little bit there. So that's how you know I went from the kind of the physical production side into you know, more kind of um, you know financing you know side. Mm. I obviously you enjoyed that side of it, but then you moved into being producer, you know, uh, associate on Garnica. Garnica basically, I was, I was um, helping a, a producer friend called Jose Alba. And yeah. uh, at the time, he, he had difficulties closing the movie. I kind of supported him. He pretty much did everything, right? But uh, I went right. with him and, and, and provided, you know, the last minute support because, you know, it's a film that is a fantastic film that was, you know, falling apart. And like, like, you know, it happens in films, right? You know, you're missing 5% and all of a sudden everything, you know, goes pear shape, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and that's what was happening with this movie. So yes, I gave him a um, help, but, you know, to be honest, I mean, at the end of the day, he saw his merit and yeah, he got it up and running. And it was a fantastic movie. That, I mean, I just got the, the, the credit, you know, just because, you know, it's helped out. Yeah. But that moved you forward into sort of cold skin and coming on, as exact in that sense. Cold skin is something that we we developed. Um, it was uh, our own production. Well, it's, it's Xavier Jean, who, or Jean, is amazing. You know, he's a brilliant director. I've liked him for for a long time. His work, you know, Frontiers of Divide, Cell is amazing movie, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good that you know those films. No, mm. they, they are great films, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, and uh, he obviously was uh, directing Gangs of London right, as well, right? Mm. And mm. Um, well, quite recently. Yeah, no, he's quite, he's a very talented guy, especially, in, you know, action movies, you know, and action TV series. Mm. It's really, um, you know, really talented. Yeah, and Cold Skin had Ray Stevenson in it, David Oakes. Let's talk about the complications of financing an indie film, you know, whether it's up to 10 million. You know, we still call them indie films if it's not a studio. So how, the difference between Filmio and this, but let's talk about film financing of, you know, a normal kind, as we know how it does. Like you say there, there's so many people involved. When you were doing that, can you just talk us through that process of sort of you being that financier, you being involved in bringing the finance together and the business side? Be really interesting. Sure. I mean, I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it all starts, you know, when, you know, Colskin, for instance, you know, that's our own production, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you have to finance the development, you know, and then you're in development for ages. <laughs> you're for ages, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of premium is not aligned, you know, for how many, how long, you know, you're developing for, <laughs> right? You develop it, you got a screenplay, and then you have to sell it endlessly, you know, to people, you know, to potential buyers, you know, distributors, you know, sales agents that might, you know, put a bit of money, like minimum guarantee against, you know, rest of the world rights and so on and then you obviously you know you go to bank you know and the banks and and and, and, and the rest of the want a completion bond the, the completion bond that never never closes you know <laughs> or uh, yeah. never bonds you know until you're well into the production so you know you don't know very much who's taking the risk with the completion bond or the producer so too many pieces too many moving pieces you know uh, all at once right i finance the whole thing you know i mean you know and i can finance the whole thing you know um, uh, through the crowd, you know, this is filming basically. So, you know, I, I, I just need so much money to make my film. Yes, you know, I can, you know, put in a certain amount of collateral, right? But if I put two million, right, or let's say four million, right, let's say cold skin, right? So, a million euro movie. If I am able to put four million in equity, right, 
I just get a million in, in, you know, crypto or collateral, right? And I get a loan against that or they, or the crypto investors get a loan against that and they finance me, right? It's mm-hmm. a over collateralized loan, but uh, it's a much easier way if you ask me, right? Let me just put, you know, four million there to get, to get a million, make the movie. And then I get on with selling the project, you know, and I can only do that, you know, if I got good data, you know, and, and good information of what the value of the project is, right? Because otherwise I'm taking a huge risk. And, um, and, that, and that's what we're planning to do, basically. Yeah. You know, the, the risk that process with all that data with blockchain. Totally. Minimize that risk. A microscopic view, you know, what, yeah. what the audience is, basically. So that's interesting there that you have finances behind the scenes as well that are willing to take that that risk. Yeah, basically. I mean, this is just one of the, obviously, you know, there's the traditional you know, way of doing things and, you know, where you don't have, you know, equity, you know, to to, to put up mm. as collateral, right? And, and then you, you'll be able to finance it just mm. the same way. Just that, you know, obviously those investors or those crypto investors are going to take a higher stake, mm. you know, because, you know, they don't see you as risking anything. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's fascinating. I think Filmio, it seems like a brilliant way forward. And actually, for a lot of filmmakers, it's why not go down this route, you know? How, as, as a question for, I think people understand sort of a crowdfunding platform. They understand how it works, you know. You put your, your video on there, you put your information, here's your rewards. On something like Filmio, even though it's got similar traits, it's a kind of very different situation. We're talking big money here. We're talking big investment in film. For the filmmakers who are saying, oh, yeah, I fancy putting my film up on Filmio. How do they then get people to see it? How do they get, you know, is it just in-house investors that you are putting forward? You know, your cryptocurrency investors or your, you know, the people from that world? Or is it kind of anyone can go on there and up uh, vote something if you like. So yeah, so anyone could go there, but you know, ask me. You know, you know that, that that's creator. You know, needs to do everything possible. Is is it? Is those creators? You know, that are going to try the most. You know, that are going to turn all stones. You know, and see everybody to see they're going to get their project made. You know, uh, because you know, it's yes. You know, there's a community of crypto investors. You know. But, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, you know, the go score is dependent on, you know, obviously how quality of the project, you know, but how much, you know, you move the project around, you know, who, you know, gets to see the project. And there's that element that um, is important, you know, and, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, I just upload and I wait to see what happens. No, no, it's like life, you know, you have to look for the opportunities. Mentors come on board, you know, to to help them, you know, get that project made, you know, then they, they should be fine. They have to look for the opportunities, like everything, you have to run towards the ball, you know, the ball is not going to come to you, you know? Do you see a scenario, just playing devil's advocate now, because uh, I'm definitely obviously a, a big fan of, 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 this, of, the, of the system and, and, and I love the, uh, the idea and the, and the platform, but like, for example, you know, evaluating a project, uh, you know, sometimes that's star driven, right? Well, most of the time it's star driven. So say you want access to a, an, an A-list star that's going to make the project worth a, a certain amount. You know, agents are probably going to want to know if the film's fully financed. And if it's not, then do you not see a scenario where they don't want you to put their name, their star's name on a project that is effectively looking for finance? Uh, do, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that, that's uh, absolutely, you know, that, that tends to, you know, happen, right? You know, mm. they don't lend the names, you know, to projects that are on development, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah it's going to happen, right? Mm. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it, you know, but, yeah. you know, the other options, right? If, if um, you know, the quality of the material, you know, the underlying material is, is great. You know, the other actors, you know, I think, I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, the actors have, have got to compete also for, you know, the project. Famous actors, they're going to have to compete for the projects, you know? 
um, of that creator because it's a good project because he's got a great ghost call. That's what we want to get to. And what's, I guess what's really attractive for the filmmakers is, you know, you might get a, a huge amount of A-list talented directors, writers that want that transparency that they don't necessarily get. They might get paid very well, but they they want to know that their film is being seen everywhere. They want that engagement with their with their uh, fans, their audience, and money isn't necessarily the, a motivating factor anymore. So they might want to be involved and put their name to something that is is interesting like that. It tends to happen. I mean, it's happened to us recently. Um, you know, with a director, you know, uh, writer director, you know, who you know we're looking you know, to do a film with, and um, basically, you know, he did a previous film. I'm not going to mention which one because you know, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But um, you know, and he he did a film with no money, right? Uh, excellent film. You know, got all, you know lots of awards. And the actor, you know, who did the film for you know practically no money because there was no money there. I thought you know that you know the, the writer, director, producer was was making a mint with it, and uh, it wasn't the case, right? So yes, you know, with now with this technology, you know, he's going to be able exactly to you know he will know exactly how much money the film is being made, right? It will all be much more you know like I say transparent. Amazing. Uh, people can go to film.io uh, to check it out. Link will be in the show notes. Do go have a look. Uh, Orlando, can you give some? Uh, you know, obviously you've been in this industry a while in terms of the business side. Of things and what is it the mistakes you see sometimes from filmmakers up-and-coming filmmakers necessarily and obviously experienced ones too when we do make mistakes what is it you see a lot of especially in the finance world that you kind of wish you could have given them advice on sure i mean i've, I've made uh, lots of mistakes obviously i think you know you have to listen you know to people that know what the business is about really for instance mm -hmm. you yourselves you know you're you know you're filmmakers you know don't, don't be too arrogant about it you know and um, or, you know be humble and uh, and go and get it done you know but you know ultimately you have to be very resilient it's a constant no right that at least in Spain, I mean, I think I think in in in, in the UK and, and and the US is a bit different, right? But it's a constant no, right? You know what you get from you know from from people and get it done, right? Really? Yeah, just got to get it done. It's something I say a lot. And Ian says a lot. Just just go, keep going. You know, keep knocking on doors, keep putting it on the platforms. Absolutely, well, uh, Orlando, this is this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. This is really, I've really enjoyed the chat. I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, I pretended at the beginning I knew what I was talking about, um, <laughs> but actually it's been really nice to ask the questions and to understand it. Um, but where can people find you online, Orlando? Where's the best place for them to, to seek you out and say thank you? I don't know, which should way of on social media, you know, but the office, yes. the office number of Abayaka, you know, I'm there, the office number in film, you know, I'm, I'm there. You know, but, uh, but, but the, the Telegram, the, uh, the Filmio Telegram channel is quite active as well. So, you know, that's a good place, you know. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Are you on Twitter yourself or on um, Instagram? I'm uh, in Twitter. I mean, B B Babieca Media is in uh, Twitter, Facebook, Babieca Films. Great. I'll put links to the show notes if, if we can. But absolutely do follow and do say thank you to Orlando for, for giving his time up to talk to you guys about uh, the importance of moving forward in the film industry and understanding what's happening. Thank you. Ian, thank you so much. You've been uh, amazing as always. Yeah, my pleasure. I, I, I've learned a lot as, as always. And, and uh, yes, I mean, like I say, guys, it, it is a lot. It can be overwhelming. Don't get us wrong. Like we're all creatives here, um, but it, it is really important that you, you do spend a few minutes just to do a bit of research, because I promise you this technology, this information it is going to be a part of our uh, lives, I think, going forward. So. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful to be in the conversation here now. 
Amazing. And people can find you at? Yeah, you can find me on the Twitters at, at Ian Sharp and Instagram, Ian Sharp one I think I am. Yeah, and also Sharp House as well. Yeah, my company Sharp House, yeah. Come and find us, come and say hello. You can find me at Giles Alderson. The podcast, as always, at Filmmakers Pod on Twitter or the Filmmakers Podcast on Instagram. Do come and show your love and support for all our guests, but especially for Orlando this week for, for giving us this fantastic chat. Um, remember, you can go out there and make your indie film. You can do it however you like now. Maybe it is through cryptocurrency. Maybe it is through a blockchain or NFT. Whatever it is that you want to do moving forward, you can do it. Learn from this and get better at filmmaking and get better at getting your film out there. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it is your duty to send the elevator back down. And we will see you next Tuesday as always. Orlando, thank you so much. Thank you a million, Giles and Ian. My pleasure. Thank you, Orlando. Our pleasure. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.